Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On the, I mean, sorry, man on the post. Uh, I'm Juicer Ross. I'm your host, as I am every single week. Uh, joining me, as always, is Colin and Adam. Say hello, chaps. All right. Hello there. And we've got a few new people this week. Uh, returning for, I think, is his third time this season. Is that right, Chris? Uh, third overall, second uh, this season. There you go. Third appearance uh, overall. That's Chris, Captain Zarban on Twitter. Hello. And two people making their debuts today. Uh, we have. Um, Ed, who is on Twitter as Every Bet Matters. Yeah, that's it. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. And we have Emma. Hi. I remember your Twitter handle, Emma. What is it? Mwebs. There we go. Uh, so, uh, Emma, you're a Portsmouth and a Bristol Rovers fan. Yes, for all my sins. How's that happened? Um, I, My dad is a Portsmouth fan, but I was brought up in Bristol till I was about 16. Oh, okay. And then we moved down here. Fair enough. And Ed, you are a uh, Birmingham fan and Real Madrid fan. Yeah. Very different. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know Chris is a Liverpool and a QPR fan. I don't know what's going on today. but. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the Champions League from midweek. The Fernando Torres has been reborn, hasn't he? He's, he's brilliant in Europe. He's always been good in Europe, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, 3-0 Chelsea won, didn't they? Like you say, Torres, two goals. And uh, that's the, I think it was the second one. That was complete miscontrol to get it around the goalie. It was terrible control, <laughs> but <laughs> it worked. Well, M- Mourinho said before the game that he thought that they were the hardest team in the group. So to go away and win 3-0 away from home. Oh, Schalke. I thought you meant Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. no... <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so it's a good away win, isn't it? Really, I'm, I'm presuming that uh, Mourinho's plan in terms of squad rotation is that Eto is probably sort of more of his go-to guy for the Premier League, but Torres is a first-team starter in, in any Champions League match. I like. Yeah, am I right in thinking debate, that? I like this, Colin, because you're making it look like we're not recording it after Chelsea have played today. We <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the next bit and. It... <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, Fernando Torres started the Premier League game and played all 90 minutes of the Premier League game today. So, um, you wonder, you get the feeling that perhaps Mourinho's a little bit disappointed in in, in maybe the, the physical condition that has turned up in. Mm. Maybe he wasn't expecting such a drop-off from the player he had at Inter. Because, unlike what Colin said, I don't really think he has been his go-to guy. I think that... Um, He's the only one that's fit. He really has shown shown some faith in in Torres and, and given him given him the game time there, which perhaps you weren't expecting as soon as you saw Eto arrive. On the reverse, well, what was he expecting from Eto? Well, yeah. I mean, Eto is he's how he's thirty one, thirty two now, so he's not going to be around forever. He's like a sort of 
a season impact man, so he's got to turn up fully fit, sort of firing on all cylinders, and he hasn't. Which sort of begs I the question: he, Why was he there? I think he, he assumed that when he was in Russia, he hadn't been sat on his ass smoking cigars, <laughs> just just getting living the high life, getting off his face on vodka, <laughs> lighting lighting cigars with million ruble notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a bad result. It's Fernando Torres' hundredth Chelsea start as well. I don't see what his overall record is for those hundred games. That's it. I'm, I'm going to go to work tomorrow, and as soon as as um as my colleague turns up, I'm going to make a joke about Fernando Torres scoring. He's going to go, yeah, he's still rubbish though. <laughs> Some of them still hate him for no reason. Is that a Liverpool thing? I don't. He did hate this I, same guy. Did hate Rafa. You could be right. Yeah. They're so rational, Chelsea fans. So you know, <laughs> maybe it's that. <laughs> didn't give my Twitter handle at the you at the start of this. <laughs> I'm afraid we did. Yeah, it'll be coming at the end as well. <laughs> I mean, you you made a little bit of an intimation there, Ross, and I, and I heard what you're saying. I mean, yes, I have called Torres a pudding before, and and, and I'm not I'm not going to change my view on it. I, I don't rate him. This is um, 38th goal for the club uh, in midweek. Obviously, he scored again today, so he's got 39 goals in 100 appearances. How many has Frank Lampard got? <laughs> yeah, Probably more. Yeah, exactly. Well, Frank Lampard's penalty Lampard, taker, isn't he? Lampard doesn't score one two, Colin. <laughs> Lampard Does doesn't he? score the winners against Barcelona. No. <laughs> Lampard was Chelsea's top scorer last season. He really takes their penalties. <laughs> oh well, they all, they all count. I mean, I, Chris, I, it's, like, it's like you didn't listen to last week's podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I mean, we all know that Jose seriously wanted Wayne Rooney, and I don't think he was a million miles away from getting him. And, and I think Chelsea are going to spend big. I don't know who won, but I think they're going to spend big in January because they they desperately need a striker. I think if if they've got a real hope of of winning the Premier League this season. No, um, I, bet, I bet they don't. Who do you see them going for? Because I don't. Because obviously, no one in, like you said, they were so close to Rooney, and that's not going to happen now. Not at least until the end of the season. And I just don't know in January who's really going to come along and be firing in every game for them. That's a good point. There's not going to be anyone from another Premier League club who they're going to get. Suarez. Suarez is. Now, <laughs> <laughs> just point out that. Uh... Chelsea have scored 16 goals this season in the Premier League alone. It's not and bad. It's not, it's not bad at all. No, it's a decent yeah. start, isn't it? Sorry, Ed, can I stop you here? We can't have stats like this. It's going to ruin our reputation. <laughs> Informative, true stats. Oh, I've got a Man United stat coming up in a bit. Don't worry, it's going to blow, you all up, blow your socks off. Uh, are we having a stat off, are we, right? We're going to later. You're not going to beat this one. Remember what happened time? I put it in the chat yesterday. If you didn't read it then, you're going to hear it in a minute, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, a good win for Chelsea. Um, Arsenal not didn't fare quite as good. Lewandowski should have been on the pitch, should he, Adam, at the end? Uh, yeah, he should have been yeah, on the pitch. Exactly. Wasn't the Twitter outrage at the elbow. I mean, I, I, I hate ITV commentators more than the next man. <laughs> Come on, that was ridiculous. How, how can you claim? To, how can you be commentating on a, be given a sport to commentate on, and in the last ten minutes, be literally just cheering? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Just check for the new people. Any of you fans of uh, Andy Townsend? No, no, no. I can't say. Oh, excellent, thankfully. 
Won't have to end the call of any of you then, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't Andy Townsend. That's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> when Andy Townsend is coming across as the sane, rational one, you know you are on a hide into nothing. Yeah, you've got issues. <laughs> ITV have got big issues. <clears throat> uh, you watched this Arsenal game, though, Adam, yes? I did, yeah. Um, Dortmund were very impressive. Mm. Um, but they did start to tail off, so you, you wonder whether whether this is a team that's currently um, primed to peak in this type of the se- um, point of the season. A lot of coaches work with their with their teams, with um, their fitness coaches, and have have plans to have them to to peak at a certain time, whether it be March mm. uh, or, or so on. Which is <clears throat> we'll come on to it later. Is a, a, a lot of what people suspect about what might be behind Manchester United struggling because David Moyes' team, as I well know, were famously came into their own in the second half of the season. So, mm-hmm. and I, I wonder if that's the case with, with Dortmund, you, whether Klopp's pushing them hard at the moment because he he's, hasn't quite got the, the depth that he'd like in the squad and he, he knows that he's just got to see you through to the, the winter break because obviously they do, they're not going to have a, a gruelling Christmas period like they have in England. Um, That's a very good point. Yeah. So, I don't know that 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 win's really really blown that group wide open. Really. <laughs> yeah, as I mean, you said after Chelsea, after sorry, Arsenal beat uh, Napoli that that was them through. Um, Do you still maintain might, this? It might have been after they beat Marseille. Oh yeah. Who <laughs> 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 have since played two more games and not won either of those either. I didn't expect them to. Um, I didn't. Ex- them to lose a home game if I'm no. honest um, which has, has put them in a bit of trouble um, they've, they've now got to get a result away from home um, or hope and and or hope Marseille do them a bit of a favour yeah I can't see that happening <laughs> they've not been great have they Marseille you've got, you've got I, I I still think that um, I, I think there's a lot obviously there's a lot to come from 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 a Rafa Benitez team, especially in Europe. If I'm honest, I I, I actually saw Bruce Dortmund being the ones to not make the not make the cut. Mm. But they started pretty I'm well, haven't the, they, domestically and in Europe? I'm not so sure of that. Yeah, well, I just I just thought that that Arsenal would 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 have enough to see them through, and I thought that if you're going to back if you're going to back against anyone in in Europe to get in get through a competition. <laughs> Rafa Benitez isn't going to be the person you'd pick. <laughs> no. But Colin, it's your time to shine now. Celtic, they'd be Ajax. I said, I said it was a must-win game and uh, Celtic got the result. Uh, 2-1 win. Um, nothing particularly pretty about it, um, but Celtic would have been almost certainly out of it had they uh, not won that one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it gives them a slight chance of uh, making it through, but uh, it's going to be difficult to see them getting as a top two spot, especially when they got Barcelona and Milan in that group. And Milan um, aren't playing fantastic though. Can you see? Can you see Celtic beating Ajax in Amsterdam? Yeah, because I didn't see them beating them at home. So, well, Ajax aren't the team they were. Mm. They're Ericsson the team, as well. The team that qualified for Ajax isn't there anymore. So. Yeah, it could be an interesting game anyway. Yeah. Return leg. 
Uh, okay, Man United. They've got a, a one 0 win against Real Sociedad. Uh, Ignacio Martinez own goal in the second minute was the best. How that goal was allowed, I don't know. <laughs> to... I thought, I, how is Javier Hernandez not offside? He didn't interfere with play. Of course, no, he didn't. But if he wasn't there, that defender's not kneeing the ball into the. <laughs> Even then, the defender didn't need to knee the ball. He, there was loads of other things he could have done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we can't allow just allow for his stupidity. But <laughs> just by the fact that he was there, I don't think that that should. I think that constitutes enough as being as interfering with play. I don't know how you can be in a six-yard box and not be interfering with play. Yeah, Connor Salmon does that. <laughs> He's legitimately trying to score goals, though. I don't know what type of football you're talking about there. Or <laughs> That's a Scottish player in the Championship. Adam's got no idea. I, I, I saw this game, Ross, and there's, there was worrying signs there for Manchester United. Yeah. Um, Real Sociedad made them work hard for that, for that result. Um, and one thing I picked out of that game was I thought one of the strongest players was this young kid called Ryan Giggs. <laughs> Never heard of him. Who, now, now, the fact is, they're still reliant. He, he was a starter, and he was still running the show. He was making the best passes. He was working right right till the end of the match. Um, this guy turns 40 next month, <laughs> and they're still, they were heavily dependent upon him to get that result against Real Sociedad. What did you make of uh, United's singing section? <laughs> it's just yes. a trial that they're doing, isn't it? <laughs> they're trialling a singing section at Old Trafford. The fact you need to have a singing section is embarrassing <laughs> enough. Does anyone think Not that... just have it, but really advertise it as well. Yeah. <laughs> like really proud of it. It was yeah. all like, it was all over their official Twitter as well. Did you see that? The, my favourite tweet was something like, um, "Danny Welbeck isn't in the squad, but he's really looking forward to hearing a certain song from the new <laughs> opening section." Blues actually did one of them. Birmingham City did. Really? We uh, we were offered a cheaper season ticket. If we sat in this section of the ground and always sang, and uh, they have I think, speak, please. I think we all took up on the uh, the cheaper season ticket and just never sung. So, <laughs> so they stopped that the season after. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine they did. Did you M- see maybe- the the um the fantastic tweet? They mentioned it on, on um Football Weekly, but I, I saw it at the time. I think I retweeted it from Barney Rone, saying it's oh, it's really nice of um of Arsenal to have a singing section and then they coloured them all in yellow so they really stand out. <laughs> <laughs> they are Maybe... the best fans in Europe, I'd say Dortmund. Mm. Maybe Galatasaray, but... That's a dirty no, word in this podcast. I'm not mentioning them. <laughs> <laughs> Two Leeds fans. Can't talk about them. You've just, you've just managed to offend half of the podcast. <laughs> Galatasaray, not saying that Liverpool fans are the best fans in the world. <laughs> <laughs> My my point was going to be that uh, maybe what Manchester United need is um, a sort of band, maybe like the England band, <laughs> because that works well. Army, yeah, the Pocket you Pies band. Your services, Colin. <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll work. I don't think it'll work that well because I can only play the violin. <laughs> That'd go down a storm of soccer games, wouldn't it? <laughs> soccer. Soccer. Would you? I think you should uh, exit the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's for our international viewers there. <laughs> uh, let's move on to CSKA 1, uh, Man City 2. Luckiest result in the world. Really? Yeah. 
didn't deserve it. Is it not a convincing performance? No, it's funny. <laughs> CSK had a brilliant goal. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't a, a goal. It wasn't an unofficial goal, but mm. it was brilliant. Should it have stood? Right. I, I was at work, so I can't. No. I, can't. I did like CSK's. Um, their way of getting around Pellegrini moaning about the pitch was just to paint it even more green. <laughs> Don't Do you know I can't believe. It doesn't matter how green you paint the pitch if you're still throwing bananas on it, does it? <laughs> the owner of the club. Have you, did you hear what the owner of the club said? No. That uh, 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 Yaya Torre must have been making up these chants. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. While he's saying it, in the background of the news report, all you can hear is monkey chants. <laughs> did you, uh, my, they, it was like he was going, no, they weren't making monkey chants, they were just booing. It's like when... <laughs> It's like when, when, when Mr. Smithers goes to Mr. Bird's going, no, they're not booing, they're saying boo-oh. <laughs> I still think the best way to deal with this is the Kevin Prince Baratang way and just walk off the pitch. Well, uh, I think the uh, Utoi said that the uh, black players would just leave the pitch yeah. if, if it happens in the World Cup. So, yeah. Did you see, did you see um, Seb Blatter with his, his classic party trick of... Um, <laughs> Appealing to whichever country he happens to be in at the time. <laughs> yeah. Talking about how disgraceful it was on Friday. It's like he, he he knows where he is, but he doesn't seem to think that there's a worldwide news feed anymore. Yeah. He also said that racism is not a, it's a socialist problem, not a football problem, and we shouldn't be trying to cure the problem. <laughs> Terrible. There are no words. No, exactly. Let's move on to um, a person we can speak a lot of words about. It's Latan. He had a hell of a night, Brilliant. didn't he? Yeah. PSG just took Anderlecht apart. Four for is he, four for Zlatan, one for Cavani. Is he playing for um, Is he playing for PSG tonight, or is he in, is he in jail for like a t- attempted ABH for that for that play? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we've not said before that we can say about him anymore. I mean, it wasn't think... it was like ninety two miles an hour? Like generally, if the goalkeeper had got a hand on that, it'd be broken, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it would have broke my hand definitely. <laughs> I think the Carvani goal ruined the result. <laughs> you just want it to be four 0 Yeah, no. If you look at the score sheet, it's like Ebra, 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 and then Carvani just oh yeah in, in the way. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling that there's two people who think that in the world: you and Zlatan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's also big wins for Bayer Leverkusen four 0 at home to Shakhtar, and Bayern Munich five 0 at home to Victor Plezen. Did you see the um the stats in that game? Sorry, that, the Bayern game. Bayern game. No. Um, I think Pleasant had no chances. <laughs> yep, yeah, no goal attempts at all. Lord. And Bayern had thirty-five. The Champions League, <laughs> thirty-five <laughs> attempts on goal. If anything, that just proves that their finishing is quite poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys, let's move on then to this weekend's uh, Premier League action. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Chris. You can have a, a little uh, say about Liverpool and their fantastic four-one win at home to West oh. Brom. Yes, um, that's Suarez is he's good, back, isn't, he? isn't he? He's not bad, is he? He's back, good and proper. Uh, I think this is probably his last season with us before he goes elsewhere, unless we do qualify for the Champions League, which I don't really think we will. But I think that. If we can persuade him to um, stay a little bit longer, I'm still not entirely sure. We might stay past January if um, results sort of drop a little bit. Maybe Liverpool haven't got any European football to sort of, um, 
having cut tired with. So if someone does come in, what is to stop him going in January? Yeah, I, know I think really we need to keep going in the level we're going at um, to sort of entice him to stay. But yesterday he was great. And the fact that he's got two-headed goals as well, just <laughs> it's another sort of feather to his bow, really, isn't it? One and of I them, think, 18 yards. That was a superb header, wasn't it? That was a great That's header. 32 amazing. miles an hour. But the header, it wasn't even a hard cross either. It was kind of chipped into yeah. the edge of the box by Johnson. And um, was great as well. I mean, the way he took, there's been some great chip goals this weekend. In Classico, there was another one, wasn't there? Sturridge's goal was my goal of this game. It was just superb. Yeah, it was the best goal. Yeah, you're right. Chris, do you how how worried would you be if Suarez left in if if he left in January? Would you not have um, a bit of confidence in the in the Liverpool transfer um, committee the... to to spend the, spend the money correctly? Because they've they've done some good business so far. They've they've spent the money well, and even the players before before then that seemed like a waste of money. Look. Jordan Henderson looks like a different player at the moment. Yeah, and I am. Um, do you also on. think that it might it might perhaps free up the team to be able to to perhaps operate in a in a purer system that that Rogers might like? Instead, you kind of feel like he's he's currently trying to trying to shoot. He can't drop Sturridge, and he knows that Sturridge is perhaps a little bit more long term. So he he needs to play him, and he doesn't want to upset him or play him out wide. But he knows he can't not play Suarez at the moment. No, I think you're right. I think last season in the Merseyside derby, remember where um, Goodison, there was a point when Sterling was through on goal and he had Suarez one side of him or he could have shot and he chose to shoot and Suarez absolutely gave him a, a rocket, terribly sort of shouted at him for a good sort of 10 seconds or so. Whenever Sterling got the ball after then, all he kept doing was looking for Suarez, <laughs> even when Sterling himself was in a better position. And I think Suarez demands so much of the ball because he can do so much with it and because he's that kind of intense player. I think that if he did go, you're right, it would free up the team in one respect as well. And you then sort of got space for Sturridge to be the main man with Coutinho just off him. When he was banned for his biting, the 10 games that Liverpool had in between, they didn't miss him that much. Yeah, this is a Liverpool team winning comfortably without even Coutinho in there at the minute. That's where I think that the big problem could come because Coutinho has been brilliant. Yeah, you have to yeah. play him. And I think that if you when you try and fit him in alongside the... the the SAS, as it were, yeah. that the, the team might start to verge on being unbalanced. Yeah, you've then got to put, start pushing storage out wide. And, of course, that was one of the reasons he wanted to leave Chelsea, as um, he wasn't playing where he wanted to play or, or to where his strengths lie. And I think his strengths do lie in being the main man in the middle. And if Suarez does go, then, you know, fine. He's obviously a, a world-class talent that's gone, but there's a lot of money there to sit on biding our time trying to get some good players that... Um, might be available next summer. Mm. I, also imagine, I also imagine that one of the reasons he left Chelsea is because John Terry made fun of his dance. <laughs> <laughs> the most embarrassing thing ever. It's, it's the, I think it's the only celebration in the world that's worse than Gareth Bale's. <laughs> I don't know, that's a particular podcast hate. That one. The thing about Suarez, though, is you know he's on the verge of doing something ridiculous because every time we sort of forget what an idiot he's been and we think, actually, no, he's a really good player, he just does something. Mm. Like, before, when he did the handball against Mansfield and obviously everyone was like, well, that's stupid, and then the bite. Yeah. It's just on that verge of you think, actually, he's, you know, we like all we're talking about is his sort of attributes. And I just think he's going to do something stupid, <laughs> yeah. like really stupid. Wait, murder. It, it's, it's that very... <laughs> it's the that's next the level. next logical step. 
it's, it's very much that that you talk about, which is probably why Sterling was so insistent on giving Because <laughs> <laughs> if I do this again, they abuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's a really good point, though, and this, this is a question. Really <laughs> that not, no, no, that. no, I'm referring to the point that M, M made. <laughs> is that Chris, as a Liverpool fan, obviously a lot of history about Suarez. I personally think he's a fantastic player. Do you actually care about his misdemeanours, about his dark side? Personally, I wouldn't. I'd say he's a Liverpool player, fantastic. Go. Uh, no, yes, I do. I'd have, sat, I would have got rid of him after the racism. You would? A, yeah, definitely. Because no yeah, one I, player can make the club look like that. Mm. It doesn't matter who he is. We're Liverpool Football Club. We're one of the great teams. Um, <laughs> stop sniggering. You've got your tenses wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we still are. Count your trophies. Count our trophies. We still are. Um, we are one of the great teams. Historically, we are presently perhaps not so much. But we're... Sort of one of the teams with a status. In the world, no. There's not many of mm-hmm. those. And I think that what he did compromised that status. I'm not really that bothered about the bike, to be honest, because it's no great shakes. It's not as bad as if he'd gone two-footed and broken somebody's leg. He did a bite, so what? But I think I would have got rid of him after the um, the Ever affair. Okay, can I take it a step further then? You, you made a great point, Chris, earlier on when you said um, that Liverpool don't have any European games to worry about. You know, the, the yep. other teams that are surrounding Liverpool, they do. Yes. Um, there's an elephant in the room here, and I'm going to raise it. Could Liverpool win the Premier League this season? <gasps> in which case, said it. in which case, you don't need to worry about Suarez possibly leaving. He's going to stay there for life. <laughs> Forget qualifying <laughs> for Champions League. If you win the Premier League... I think that, I think that it works the other, the other way, Colin. Like, like Chris said, I think that... The fact that he's he's not cup tied massively increases his value. Any team that's looking, any top team will be playing in the Champions League. Any one of those that's looking for a striker, he will be the number one person who you could pick up in January. Mm. January. To take already... Collins' point, sorry, to take Collins' point. If you look at United after they won the Champions League in two thousand eight, look at Ronaldo was begging for a move out of there, and that was just the same. That was the same season they won the Champions League. They managed to persuade him to stay for another year, but despite the fact they'd won the sort of highest club honour you can do in Europe, he was still wanting to get out. Mm. Yeah, but he wouldn't want to play for the mighty Real Madrid. Unless you have to question him. <laughs> probably Messi. I'd say it's probably the, the only definite answer in that one. <laughs> I don't think Perez would want him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely mute point then. Uh, let's go. You sell enough shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just on the flip side of the Liverpool performance, West Brom were abject. I thought they were absolutely terrible. <laughs> Victor Anachebe, £6 million, is, 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 that still baffles me to this day. I'm telling you, the Trade Descriptions Act is going to come into play on that one. Yeah, Ken Wright is going to get caught for this sometime. But anyway, let's go to um, St Mary's. Fantastic 2-0 win by Southampton. Just completely dominated Fulham. Fulham had not kind of get my head round. What's that? £12 million for one yarmer. Yeah, yeah, we've mentioned Randy Armour on this podcast before. Twelve million. I tell, I tell you what, I, I, I can't get my right head around this. Is that Southampton are playing this well, having this good start to the season, and for me, they've got some re- really expensive talent that I I quite highly rate. Just sat on the bench in in Ramirez, where, in, in Ramirez yeah, and Osvaldo didn't play. Yeah, he wasn't even on the bench, so no. 
this this week. Is he not injured? Possibly. When you're, when you're looking at that, that that's a lot of money that that's not playing. What I think are potentially top top players, and they're still performing as they are. And like Ed said, with Victor Wayamo, <laughs> <I've already laughs> it's not a footballer. He's a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's yeah, a wardrobe like, in the middle of the pitch. I, I think it was um, Jacob Steinberg on Football Weekly saying that um, he was talking about a team at Celtic and that their plan for when Wayama got the ball was to give him as much space as possible and wait for him to pass it to one of your players <laughs> because he can't pass to his own team. Yeah, he's got. Luckily, he's got enough good passes around him in this Saints team that he doesn't really have to touch the ball too often. Morgan Smudlin is a fantastic player. Yeah, uh, I watched him in League One with Southampton. I, I think there's every chance I, I would be looking at him if I was any top club. I think that he would be exactly what what Manchester United or Chelsea need. Mm. I think he would do a brilliant job there, and I think he's got all the attributes to do it. Yeah, Fulham on the flip side, abject. They had a great win against Crystal Palace, but then Palace aren't any great shakes either on Monday night. Helped out by Palace never having a man on the post either. Whose fault is that? Is that the fault of Martin Yor? Is that the fault of the players? That they can be so good on Monday, yet six, five days later they can be so poor? Is well, the manager's fault or the players? Were they so good or were, were a Palace just that bad? That... <laughs> they made Fulham look good. <laughs> yeah. You have to think that you think that I, I don't worry for Fulham because I think there are a whole host of teams that are queuing to go down and yeah. they're probably near the top of that queue. Fulham will get enough wins instead of at the bottom of it. But um, if they were to get into some trouble, you have to worry about them because their their players they don't sense their big name players, the ones who you think will do it for them, don't sense have the sense to me to be the ones that will um will pull it out of the bag when the going gets tough yeah like I said there's too much talent Ruiz, Bent and Berbatov we've mentioned them before as uh, quite a lazy trio but in yesterday's game they were just ambling around they didn't look bothered do you think Berbatov has got the stomach for a racing fight I don't think he has he looks so annoyed playing in this team he's too good to be uh, in that position I don't think you can play him and Bent together. It just doesn't work because the Fulham midfielders were looking for the ball over the top to Bent. Yeah. And then Berbatov screaming at them to play it into my feet. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But I think that I think the point Ed makes about him being too good is... Um, he knows it. It's possibly... He, he does, but the problem is that modern football has moved in such a way that there aren't many luxury players anymore. No. Exactly. You can't Fulham. <laughs> Apart from Victor Wyama, you can't carry a player. <laughs> but, um, I just want to talk about how, how good Ricky Lambert is. Mm. He was just, I know we said it before, we said it last season, but how was he not playing in the Premier League before he was 29? You, must... you only said this because Greg and Tom won it. Yeah, you must remember some of his early career. Emma, was he... He was a talent back then. I remember Lee's trying to buy him. Yeah, he was. And he was, it was sort of one of those players that when the new season came around, you were like, you just couldn't believe that he was still there. And then he did have that sort of one great season for us. And, and not, it, it was nowhere near the form he was in now, but obviously he was playing against a lot less teams. But yeah. you just knew he was going to make it. 
you just knew it. And in a way, we were actually quite sad because I, I never thought I'd see him play for England. But having watched him at that level, you always thought he could have. You wanted to go to see him go on and do it. Mm. And I even, think even at that level. Yeah, because he was just so much better than everyone else, and he. I think it's he, his movement, isn't it, than more than anything else? Yeah, and it's, he's just an all-round good centre-forward. He's not... Well, like you were just saying about Berbatov, like, he gets so annoyed in things, and whereas Lambert doesn't do that, if he's not getting the ball, then he'll go and sort of look for it. He yeah. won't just sit and wait for it. I think it's, I, exactly, it's exactly the two of you. So it, it is his movement. I'm just looking at his, his stats here. He's he's better than one in two for Southampton. <laughs> It's like better than one in two. A million pounds they paid for him. But it's not, it's not just that. If you think that's just a stat of how many goals he scored, if you think how how many he must make with his movement yep. and his link up play and how he brings other players into the game. His knockdowns, his delivery is fantastic as well. Let's move on to uh, Man United. They beat Stoke 3 2. Okay. They baffled me. Absolutely <laughs> baffled me. Twice now I've, see, I've seen them play, and um, I know that. that we were all talking about it at the time when they came back in the Sunderland game mm. with the goals from the other side. And in the first half, they looked, to me, they looked like a team who um, were beaten, were given up and didn't really care. A, a group of players who perhaps weren't weren't happy with their, their manager and just thought that, that they could see him out. Mm. And then they come out in the second half of these games and they look the complete opposite. You, that. You, in the second half of a game, you can't accuse them of not playing for their manager and not playing for the team. But it's it's how they don't get into these these how they keep getting themselves in these positions and don't have any starts. Like, yeah. they, but they've been like that for a few seasons, haven't they? They've always been the team that if you're two 0 up against them at half time, you can pretty much guarantee they'll come back and beat you three two. They've always been a team like that. I think the big difference this season is if you're a team going to Old Trafford, you think you might be able to get something. Southampton, West Brom, yesterday they nearly did, all got something. And I don't. Uh, Old Trafford might be losing its sort of fear factor for uh, visiting teams, which is pretty well, good if you're... I think there's an even bigger problem than that, that's the, perhaps that is adding a fear factor to the Manchester United players because they were booed off the pitch at half time. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Now... The champions of England. I've been waiting for for this opportunity for for a while now because I think it's time to 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 perhaps lay into Alex Ferguson a little bit here because I think the 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 tools he's left at, at um, Moyes' disposal are just not good enough. Absolutely not good enough. Why has he not fixed that centre midfield problem? He he had that problem for what three four years. Yeah, and he'd rely last, on skulls coming out of retirement. Exactly, and we're not only getting scores out of retirement, but pushing Paul Pogba out of the club. Yeah, biggest mistake. And and um, and along with that, he instead of getting a central midfield player to um to do that job, he spent twenty million pound on Robin van Persie. Mm. Now you could you could argue that he won them the title, but in the same breath, perhaps isolated and upset Wayne Rooney and. Where would Manchester United be this season without Wayne Rooney? Yeah. Well, Wayne Rooney wanted to leave in 2010 because they weren't attracting players like that. And to some extent, is he sort of um, beholden to sort of glazernomics for the reason he can't strengthen his midfield in the way he wanted to? Well, there's a difference between wanting to strengthen the team and, and I know that, that I've made that accusation and said, look, you've, you've asked them for better players and you've got one and now you've got to compete with them. <laughs> but 
Yeah. Wouldn't you be pissed off if you're the second best player on, in the team and you're sat there on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> the best player sat in your position. Yeah. But he's got a bunch of fucktards behind him. The idea was wanted to play with good players, not sit on the bench and watch good players. Or a good player. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another argument I would make is that perhaps Wayne Rooney's head was better than Suarez's. Mm. Uh, it was no. a very nice header. Yeah, it was, it was made by a United player in Old Trafford, so no. <laughs> and, and what you have to look at is just how how desperate um, Javier Hernandez is because he is desperately trying to steal that goal from him. <laughs> He's diving in on the line to yeah. try and get anything on that ball. There's no one near him, it's already going in, but he's like, no, no, no. I'll take this goal bonus. Threw his entire body at it, didn't he? <laughs> right, are you ready for my pointless stat? This is going to blow all your socks off. This Go. is courtesy of BBC Five Live. Okay, so it's not ITV, and it could so it could be truthful. It could be, yeah. BBC don't lie. Um, right, Man United haven't lost to a team beginning with S in the month of October since 1992. Oh, I did see that. That was brilliant. What an amazing stat. <laughs> There must, be, there must be quite a lot of years when they didn't even play a team beginning with <laughs> in the month of October. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're going to look at that and it's going to be like eight games. Yeah, exactly. Mark Lawson's response was, oh, okay. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> but, um, S- since, we're on... <laughs> yeah. since we're on Manchester United, um, it would be churlish of us not to mention... Sir Alex Ferguson's autobiography. <laughs> um, has anybody read this? No, I've seen a lot of outtakes from it. Read half of it on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where I've read most of it actually. I mean, yeah. I, I've read it, and and the the, the best bit is is towards the end because you get you get to the end and you think, oh well, it's it's all over and done with, but then miraculously from absolutely nowhere, five new pages <laughs> appear. <laughs> oh, um, sorry, that's a bad gag. Was sorry. that whole bit just designed for that? You haven't read uh, it, have you, Colin? Um, no, I haven't read it, but no. I followed it. <laughs> I was sat there thinking, just you don't... Kid, how has he read this book? And it <laughs> turned out to be a poor setup to a joke. First of all, it started out as £25, it's now £12, right? <laughs> you don't need to read it because it's not done an exclusive in any papers, so it's covered in all of them. Um, and I don't really think, personally, there's anything new in there, apart from... Gerard, where it's probably just thrown a little bit in there to make it sell uh, by having a pop at Gerard for not really being all that. All right, uh, Norwich drew nil with Cardiff. Let's avoid that one. And Aston Villa. Oh, let's not avoid that quickly. Oh yeah, Leroy Fair. That referee needs to be fired. Mm. I'm sorry, yeah. That gross misconduct. That is so poor. Regardless of the fact, it wouldn't have changed the decision because they, Norwich clearly, uh, as um, Malcolm Mackay suggested, would have let let them walk the ball in. Yeah. That is still what one of the poorest refereeing decisions I've ever seen. It's not that he just said like, "Oh, fine, you know, actually, I did make a mistake." He really stuck by his story, and it's like, just ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah. The Cardiff goalkeeper threw the ball out, yes. and uh, a Norwich player went over to take the throw, and he um, he threw it back to um, to Leroy Fair, and the Cardiff goalkeeper was standing um, maybe about three, four yards past his near post, expecting the ball to just be passed back to him, as, as you'd expect. And Leroy first just rolled the ball into the net in the ninth fourth minute. <laughs> At which point, the referee blew the whistle and um, instructed them to take the throw again. Yeah. 
because he hadn't because he hadn't blown the whistle for the throw to be taken. Which you don't have to do. No, I've exactly. never heard that before. <laughs> that was his excuse. I mean, with my quali- with my referee's qualification, I can tell you that doesn't have to happen. <laughs> Who was the referee? Does anyone know? Um, I did know. I did make a note of his name, but I've lost it. And now I'm going to find it because I feel like he deserves to be named and shamed. Uh, Michael <laughs> Jones. There we go. Fire him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it sparked exactly. was it a twenty twenty two man brawl as well at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much all his fault as well. The, the thing is though, this brings up a point and this is one of the things that irritates me most about modern football. I don't see any reason why anybody should kick the ball out of play. No, for exactly. an injured player. Never do it. Don't do it. If, way, it. if the referee wants to stop a game, let him stop it. Don't you stop it. That is in the rules. You you but I think it's about like being fair to each other, and you'd expect them to do it for you. Well, but, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a nasty Leeds fan here, but I, yeah, I, 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 I do not want my team to put the ball out if if there's five of their player, five of the opposition players, with blood streaming out of their heads. I'm going to go for it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's up to the ref to stop it. You're completely not, right. I'm, Again, if if the game needs to be stopped and the referee hasn't stopped it, the fact that you're not kicking the ball out of play is not the issue. It's again the referee's problem, mm. the referee's fault, and the referee's mistake. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, maybe <laughs> I was a little bit surprised about Leroy first post-match interview. <laughs> I can understand what he's saying. I wanted to win in Holland. We do that, but he clearly had seen after a twenty-two man brawl of erupted <laughs> that that's not how things are done here. But he didn't seem that worried, concerned, or sorry about it. No. I didn't see it, but is, was his post-match interview as disgraceful as Gareth Barry's last week? <laughs> the fact he lied on TV. Raz, it's not even to Parliament. What does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Everton. You mentioned Gareth Barry there. They had another comfortable win, 2-0, away at Aston Villa. Lukaku again. I was, was, in, Birmingham. I was in Birmingham on Saturday. As well. It was brilliant. Yeah. I wasn't obviously not at the game. I was just in the, in the city. <laughs> there was... Um, a lot of people around who supported Villa. It was a, a good time. A good time had by all. Did you say it wasn't so comfortable, Ed? I said, yeah, I said, was it as a question? Because the Benteke penalty that he missed, you know. Like, oh, it was also then one-on-one as well, before when it was still nil-nil. I heard that it was basically Villa v Tim Howard. <laughs> That's what I've heard. And Tim Howard's magnificent beard kept them at bay. <laughs> Um, I've I've only see, seen the highlights, but Tim Howard looked fantastic. Gareth Barry had another brilliant game, and Lukaku is just inspired. Yes, yeah, how many is that now? He's got seven, is it? Um, I've lost track, Ross. The same. <laughs> I think it's roughly around that. It's not bad, and the much maligned uh, Leon Osman as well. Yeah, with a nice goal. Take that, Twitter. <laughs> Is that five goals for Lukaku? Yeah. yeah. Five, not bad. Five goals, Chelsea. This season. Might, might could, done, could have done with. That annoyed me today, actually. The Tottenham result. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that one now. 1-0, Soldado penalty again. Yeah. Was that third time this season, I think? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it was a contentious penalty as well. I, can only, I, haven't, well, I haven't seen that. I think AVB's had a pop at the Tottenham fans as well, hasn't he? He said they're sort of quiet or um, so there's not a, noisy enough. Yeah, a negative atmosphere. Yeah. 
But they want to see entertainment. They've been used to watching Redknapp teams. <laughs> <laughs> what? They forget that they used to they used to get so annoyed at Redknapp that they used to sing instructions to tell him where to play Garrett. <laughs> yeah, but these comfortable one 0 wins, they're boring. <laughs> so uh, let's move Tottenham back into the top four. We're, we're giving Tottenham fans too much coverage. <laughs> All right, yeah. And I don't, I, I don't like it. I don't like that I'm the one slagging off Tottenham. <laughs> Just because Greg and Tom aren't here. No, I like Tottenham. I like AZB. All right. Well, we'll uh, Chelsea, Man City is be the last one. Swansea, West Ham. That was nil nil. Sunderland beat Newcastle two one. Fabio Barini with a. What a goal to start with, which is uh, extraordinary enough, but quite a goal. Where was as that well. last season? <laughs> where was that? <laughs> I didn't see any, but the one thing I noticed from that goal, if you saw where that goal came from, it came from a free kick mm. um, on the touchline. So the free kick gets given, and it was Czech Tioti who gave the free kick away. He's arguing with the referee while Sunderland take the free kick, and the space where he should be is where Brini has stood when he kicks the ball. <laughs> It's, you play to the whistle, and if the referee doesn't doesn't see it from your viewpoint, then you don't argue with him. You just get on with it and get back into space. I'd be furious if I was on Pardew at, at TOT. Yeah, he, it was just no need for it. Pardew seems to be it's not the... like the referee is going to change his mind if you sort of argue with him. <laughs> well, Pardew seems beyond the point of caring, though. Well, he banned three um, newspapers or journalists, didn't he, from the post-match press conference? Yeah, which refused is weird, to talk to the stadium at Yeah, it wasn't even at his ground. Who does the thing is, Joe <laughs> <laughs> One of his comments after the game was, I'm just disappointed for everyone at Newcastle. Said, well, do something about it. You're the manager. Buy better players. Yeah. Well, you don't buy the players, is it? That's Joe Kinnear's job. <laughs> well, Joe Kinnear said, judge me on the players I buy. And he's not bought any yet. He's only got one alone, so he can't judge him either. Exactly. That's well, his way of getting away with it. Judge me on my signings, and to be fair, how many goals has Lewis Grammy scored? Yeah, exactly. so, I'm judging him on a on a higher percentage. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, good win for Sunderland, but didn't I'm sure Decanio won his first game at home against Newcastle as well. Yeah. That, I didn't see yeah, the game. Did Gus, did Gus Point ruin a suit? <laughs> no. no, he threw his arms around a lot, cheering. Mm. Not quite as animated. I imagine no. the, those Uruguayans aren't known for their, their such fine tailoring, though, are they? <laughs> no. Uh, well, let's move on to uh, Stanford Bridge and a 2-1 win for Chelsea in the, the, probably the big game of the weekend uh, against Man City. That had a celebrated manager on, didn't it? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, he had a bit of fun. Apparently he was looking for the guy he celebrated with last week because he's bought him a season ticket. Oh, is he? Apparently he's, he was looking for him, but I like it. He says he's bought him one, like he had to pay for it. Well, he, he gave, yeah, he gave. I like to think, I like to think that Roman Rovich did actually charge him for it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, Jose. Yeah, Not we can see that. And then he paid the next next week. He went, uh, Roman, what's this? Um, this deduction. Must yeah. <laughs> be a thousand pounds missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the highlight of the game was uh, Joe Hart for me. Yeah, he's had another moment, hasn't what he? What was he doing? It's like it's like Luis Suarez, isn't it? It's the op- just when you think he's he's gonna not do something stupid, <laughs> when you've forgotten all about it, when he had a good good couple games for England, made some good saves, goes and does that. Yeah, it just just reminds us. That... I, there's no like for me. I, you you'll, you will never know the communication, but for, that can't possibly be Nastasic's fault. No, he's just watching. I could ball, say he's, he's he's looking at Hart come at him, but he's twenty yards. 
he's like 22 yards away from this goal line. Yeah. What what his goalkeeper if his goalkeeper just stays and catches the ball. Yeah. Which is what would have happened if he didn't have a rush. Notice his heart's coming out. So he directs his head there for a corner. It's a tough one. I'm blaming Hart. I think, well, yeah, whatever he is doing that, perhaps his goalkeeper just shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he started to come, then stopped, then started to come again, and then shouted keepers. But this and then went, yeah. no, I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm definitely going to leave my area. What is the worst? <laughs> well, this time of Stash is trying to deal with Torres on his left shoulder, the ball coming over his white one. Trying to think, well, what can I do? Oh, just... the, the best Joe Hart moment I thought was... Um, did anyone see the bit where he was trying to line up the wall for the free kick and they weren't listening to him? <laughs> and he got so angry, he started kicking the post for that. <laughs> He's having a proper Barney. Oh, I didn't see that. It was a wonderful finish from Torres, actually, from that tight, quite a tight angle. It was It was a gift, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Not to get him any uh, easier than that. I thought that... Um, I thought that Manchester, Manchester City were, were really good in the second half. They, they're a bit unlucky. I, I did think it was strange that um, Pellegrini decided to um, to pay Chelsea the respect of playing three central midfield players when he wouldn't do it to, to buy Munich. Yeah, seems odd. But what also seemed it, odd was the, the Sky letting Jeff Shreves talk to Franz Beckenbauer before the game. Anyone see that? The, the fact that Jeff Shreves still has a job is a bit odd to me. Unbelievable. But. He asked him how uh, how what will the Germans think of Andre Schurl and uh, Beckenbauer is looking at him like who? You got to pronounce it right. I'm not going to answer you. <laughs> <laughs> they went, oh, no, Andre Schurl, Shirley is what they called him. He just went. Oh, I've never heard of him. When <laughs> he made him spell it, <laughs> uh, live on there. That's the kind of embarrassment Jeff Reeves needs. Oh, oh, you mean <laughs> Yes, I oh, I remember him. <laughs> but um, yeah. What do we think to see chances? They're not. They've not been great this season, have they? Well, they've been. Je- that, I, that's exactly that. I think they've they've been Jekyll and Hyde, haven't they? Mm. They've been fantastic or terrible. And I thought that, especially from the second half, which is uh, the bit of the game I saw, that that they were they were more um. Dr. Jekyll than they were Mr. Hyde. I thought they were good. Yeah, they came out of the blocks flying after half time. Um, Chelsea looked like they were really up against it, but I, I, it was a, a, a strange mistake to make, like we've already said. And I, I think that perhaps the, the scoreline slightly flattered Chelsea by the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, one, one game we missed on Saturday kickoffs was um, Arsenal had a good 2 0 win away at Crystal Palace. Mikel Arteta had a action-packed afternoon scored a penalty got sent <laughs> off and another the sending off is ridiculous though the yeah. rule is a clear goal scoring opportunity and it just wasn't <laughs> there was no way he was going to score from there you shouldn't you shouldn't criti- you shouldn't hold the fact that he plays for Crystal Palace against him when in I'm not I'm when you're putting that rule yeah. and saying there's no way he's going to score from there then you go well he plays for Crystal Palace he's probably not going to score from anywhere <laughs> he could play for Barcelona he wasn't going to score it was Shamak yeah. that's all I'm saying yeah his hair years. is a, a modern marvel <laughs> three or four haircuts in one I don't know how he does it I don't I don't know what's going on it it really confuses me. Can you imagine him and Bentner last season? Just comparing hair tips. 
I think if I was play, if I was playing against him, it, that would confuse me more than Daniela De Rossi's long sleeve, short sleeve. <laughs> thing. That's fantastic. If you were marking him, I'd just be asking him questions about it all the time. <laughs> How do you do that front bit? Do you use like different types of moves for different sections. <laughs> That's what takes him so long before games. Do your teammates obviously <laughs> make fun of, fun of you for this? <laughs> Almost definitely. Um, He's on ten hours now without a shot on target. <laughs> well, I, no, no, uh, he had a shot in the, the game. It was his second shot of the season. Um, from his first one, he'd scored. So yeah. he's now halved his um, his uh, goal scoring percentage. <laughs> he now scores. Maybe he was refusing the shots. He was refusing to shoot because he liked that statistic so much. Wants <laughs> to keep building on it. <laughs> well, it's been a bad week for Palace. They've lost their manager as well. Um, Ian Holloway has departed. The list of candidates to come in wouldn't fill me with joy if I was a Palace fan. It's Pulis, isn't it? Mm, Pulis, Warnock. Pulis has been told it's the job. It's his job if he wants it, isn't he? I think Pulis isn't a bad shout if you think about it. I think Palace I think, really I, need to prepare for life in the Championship, realistically speaking. And I think Pulis might be the man to take them out of the Championship and back into the Premier League. He's got. 18 months then to organise the team for a Premier League um, campaign afterwards. I think really they, they've got to write this season off as just a fluke for the fact they got there in the first place. I think if Pulis is the, is the answer, what is the question? <laughs> Long ball. Well, how do we get in the Premier League and stay there is the question. And, and it, he's proved he can do it on a short budget. But they were saying that... Short budget! <laughs> hey. You've got to be kidding me. He spent a lot of money. Uh, all right, yeah, fair point. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of a different, different viewpoint, but I can't. But that, I just, it, if you're looking for a simile for it, the words you probably should have used was huge budget. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that they were talking about their recruitment process over the summer, and their recruitment process back then was try and buy good quality championship players. Even if they got relegated, they, they've got a good championship team to get promoted again. And they were being quoted sort of 10, 15 million pounds for championship players, which was just crazy. And then they ended up sort of signing any body they could sort of get hold of. Yeah. I, one thing for me though, is I, I just don't understand Ian Holloway coming out like he did. You know, it's very public. It was a, almost like a press conference. How is anybody going to trust this guy in the future in terms of giving him a job? Well, he's, do you not, really not think that for that very reason? That is his sort of his whole his whole stick, and um, he was very honest. He did say, "Look, I'm, I'm tired." He he had five days holiday, five oh. days off between. I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I I I don't I don't I don't care if he has fifty days holiday as long as he's doing well. He's going to have fifty the, days now at least. This this guy looked a broken man. That was exactly that, because he had five days holiday. Yeah, but he's basically <laughs> said, I'm a failure. I'm a man who's just had the last two weeks off. <laughs> but he's basically said, I'm, I'm a championship manager, I got them promoted, they had a ropey finish towards the end, but they managed to scrape it through. And he said, look, I, I can't hack a Premier League job, and uh, it's only October. Well, maybe he's not, yeah. that's exactly it, they're not good. people aren't going to give him a Premier League job. <laughs> well, maybe who, he's not after a Premier League job. Well, who in the future is going to trust him with his signings? He's, he's, he's asked his board to sign 16 players. He said, in hindsight, maybe I should have been braver and said no to some of the signings. Well, he's just admitting weakness after weakness. I, I just think, one, it was, I'll give him brave, 
But two, I also think a bit stupid. And if I was in this position, I'd just keep going, keep working, keep working. If it came to the point where I was sacked, then fair enough. I mean, the, the board didn't want him to go. Um, but he convinced his own board of directors that he needed to be released. It's very. It shouldn't be that hard, should it? It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> no. Okay, well, let's move on to our weekly betting corner. Um, I'll give a quick rundown of the ta- uh, standings. Uh, we have a new leader, Colin. You're back to the top of the table after your win this week. Good times. <laughs> uh, Greg is now in second place. He's on minus 30. Uh, Colin, sorry, you should say you're on minus 12 at the top. Uh, James now in third, minus 37. Uh, Tom is in fourth. He had a win this week, but not enough to get him anywhere up the table, really. He's now on minus 51. I'm on minus 70. And Adam is minus 120. <laughs> the run goes on. Um, so we'll start with Colin. What have you got for us this week? Okay, I've gone for four teams this week, Ross. Um, starting off, uh, the first game coming up is going to be in the, the Ramsden's Challenge Cup in Scotland, right. uh, where I'm predicting Rangers to beat Stenhouse Muir. I'm also predicting Leeds to beat Yeovil in the Championship. Yep. And uh, my last two games are in the Premier League. I've gone for Manchester City to beat Norwich and Southampton to beat Stoke. Ten pounds returns fifty-five pounds and twenty-five pence. Not a bad return. Uh, thank you very much. Um, so Greg is currently sitting in second place, and Emma's done a bet for him this week. Um, you've, you've, you've given us two options, Emma. I think I prefer the the Fulham and Arsenal one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I'd be kind. <laughs> so that's Fulham and Arsenal both to win this weekend. Tuesday, I think it is. Oh, Tuesday. They're in. Is it the? The cup, isn't it, on Tuesday? Is it the Carling Cup? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so that's... we're not we're not paid to talk about it. Oh so yeah, we're we... not sponsored by them. So. It's also not sponsored by Carling, so can we just call it the League Cup sponsored by the League Cup? Yeah, right. Arsenal, Arsenal of Chelsea, right? At the Emirates, and Fulham are away to Leicester. Okay. Actually, the Capital One Cup now. Yeah, yeah, we don't mention that. Like they sponsor the <laughs> Capital One Roundup on another podcast. The credit card mm. league cup. <laughs> the credit card league cup. Uh, so those two teams, that's a seventy-eight pound, uh, sixty-eight pound return. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so good luck, Greg. Uh, in third place is James, and we've got Ed doing your bet this week. So Ed, what have you got for James? Uh, this is for next uh, the Saturday coming up. Hertha yep. uh, playing Schalke, and I've gone for Schalke away win at two to one. So ten pound returns thirty. Excellent. Thank you very much. Um, We've, Chris doesn't do betting, so we've come up with one for you, Tom, in fourth place. Uh, we're going to have a Southampton win uh, to keep up their good run, and a Pompey loss, a nice little double there for you, and that returns £45. Um, and it's me. I've just gone for uh, a Man City and Chelsea win next weekend. It's not a big return. It's only £20, but I need to win. I've been a long time without a win, so £20 would be a nice little return for me. And Adam, what have you got? Um, I've decided to roll the dice this week. Oh. Um, if you're going to lose by one game, you may as well go out big, aren't you? <laughs> bloody sick of it again. <laughs> Is it one team uh, again this week? Every bloody time. <laughs> um, so I've gone for Southampton to beat Stoke, Arsenal to beat Liverpool, Burnley to beat Millwall, 
and Watford to beat Leicester, and my £10 returns £272. Blimey. <laughs> well, I'd be loving it if that comes in. It's time for everyone's favourite quiz. It's Ballers. Football's Biggest Conversation. Welcomes Football's Biggest Quiz. It's Ballers. Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows a man of the post team to accumulate points to be used in the Super Showdown. In the Super Showdown, the man of the post members must work as a team in order to win. You say quiz, I say ballers. It's showtime. Let's play ballers. Okay, so welcome again to uh, another edition of Ballers. Uh, we've got a, a few, a couple of new players uh, this week, so this should be interesting. But the, the rules remain the same uh, as per usual. Two rounds. Uh, the first round, the rapid fire round, and uh, the second round is the super showdown, where the man on the post team have to work together to try and beat my question. Okay, so I think we're all familiar with the format of the rapid fire round. The order we're going to go in this week is thus. We will start with Adam, then we'll move on to Ed, then we'll move on to Emma, and then we'll move on to Chris. And we're going to keep going in that, that rotation. Until we run is out of time, we run out of questions. Is that your attempt at the alphabet again, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all flexible now, so uh, forget alphabeticalness. We've mixed it up just um, no time, she's not here. So, as always, uh, you guys are going to get three minutes on the clock. Producer Ross, do we have three minutes on the stopwatch? You do indeed. And we're going to give you, what do we say, one point for every two questions, correct? It's steep. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with that, Ross. You'll find out why. I like that. Okay, so the three minutes will start as soon as I've uh, finished the first question. The first question goes to Adam. Okay, so here goes then, Adam. Fill in the blank. Manchester United have 20. Liverpool have 18. Arsenal have blank. 12. It's 13. Oh, so close. It's top division titles. Ed. Name four Frenchmen to have played for Liverpool. Oh my God. He said E-Dog was one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, it. we'll have that. Um, right. Like <laughs> Anthony Metallic. I'm going to pass. I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> All right, we'll pass, we'll pass. <laughs> okay, Emma. Name two of the five Italian players to have gained a hundred or more full international caps. Just looking for two Italians with more than hundred caps. Oh, I don't know. I hate quizzes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you want to pass? Maldini. Yeah, go on. Someone else. Maldini. Yeah. There you go. There's Buffon. Buffon. Absolutely, Buffon. Correct. Let's move on. Chris, which of these books? is the most expensive, Alex Ferguson's My Autobiography or Harry Redknapp's Always Managing? <laughs> Alex Ferguson. Correct, by £2. <laughs> Adam, 
How many non-Europeans have managed Premier League clubs? Is it four, six, eight, or ten? Four. It's six. Ed, which player has topped the Premier League scorers' charts more? Is it Shearer or Henri? Shearer. It's Henri. Henri got four. Shearer got three. Emma, which was the last Englishman to top the Premier League scorers' chart at the end of the season? Was it Michael Owen or Kevin Phillips? Michael Owen. It was Kevin Phillips. Chris, which Premier League team had the most players in the England 2010 World Cup squad? Was it Spurs, Chelsea or Manchester United? Manchester United. It was Spurs. Adam, who is the only goalkeeper to have been sent off for the England senior team? Um, Pleasure to keep you up. Oh, Robert Green. I'll give you that. Ed, which of these two countries has produced the most managers to go on to win the European Cup, or as it now is, the Champions League? England or Scotland? Uh, I'm going to say Scotland. It's England. Oh, Emma, Emma, who is Bristol Rovers' top scorer <laughs> so far this season? O'Toole or Clarkson? Clarkson. It's O'Toole. <laughs> Chris, complete this loose lineup: Andrea McLean, Lisa Maxwell, Jane Moore, Jane McDonald, and who? It's Colin's favourite player. Frank Lampard? It is Frank Lampard. <laughs> you can have another question as well. Just to put a little bit of uh, background to that, Frank Lampard was uh, not the only guy promoting books this week. Um, it, well, he was uh, promoting his kids' books on loose women. There you go. Um, you really yeah. need to go back to work. <laughs> that wasn't my question. Back, you at, work. back at work. Okay, Adam, this one, last one's for you. Um, what number does much-maligned Everton midfielder Leon Osman wear? Does he wear number 19, number 21, or number 23? 21. He does wear 21, correct. Uh, right, I've decided to uh, change the scoring ever so slightly. Brilliant. <laughs> so you're going to get one point for every question you got right in that one. Uh, so you've asked 13. And you got one, two, three, four, five questions right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got five right. And what that means... I mean, that was a shambles, Colin. You need to take better control of that. You can't just have people shouting out the answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations. You've got five right. That means you've got a, a buffer of five to play with um, in the Super Showdown. And as always, we have a Super Showdown question. You're going to have 90 seconds to work together as a team to uh, conflab and decide on your answer uh, to this question. Since the formation of the Premier League in 1992, how many European trophies have been won by English teams? So the tournaments we're talking about are the Champions League, the UEFA Cup, or as it's now become, the Europa League, the Cup Winners' Cup, and the UEFA Super Cup. 
So, are we, including, are we including Aston Villa's Intertoto Cup win? No. No. Well, just how many different clubs? How many, how many different trophies? Yeah, how many times have English clubs won any of those things combined? Since 1992. Yeah. We're doing this by year, so 92, 93. No, no, he just wants to know how many in total. I know, so, I know, I'm trying to work, trying to work through to... <laughs> You've got 90 have, seconds, Chris, you might have enough time. time. <laughs> we need to do oh, a back okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, United have won the European Cup twice, Liverpool have won it once. Chelsea have won it once. And Chelsea have won it once, there's four. Chelsea um, and Arsenal won, won the Cup Winners' Cup. Yep, definitely. Yes, it did. So Liverpool have won the cup. UEFA Cup. So that's what we have now. That's four, five, six, seven. What about uh, Everton, Adam? What have they done? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a dig. We were mates. Twenty-five seconds remaining. Uh, that might be it. What competition? Think about the UEFA Super Cup uh, no, as well. Chelsea won. Chelsea won the, the Cup Winners' oh, Cup and the oh. UEFA Cup, haven't they? They won the UEFA Cup. Back in no, they won the Cup Winners' Cup back in about '99, and they won the um, Europa League last year, didn't they? This yep. year, yeah. So that's t- so there's that seven or eight we're on now. Yeah, we've missed a Chelsea. Ch- yeah, so that's so we're on seven, we're on nine now. Three. How many? How many Super Cups have we won one, though? Time up. Uh, we're ignoring your time, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I think Liverpool won the Super Cup in 2001. Chelsea that, lost it this was year. That part of that, was that part of that Mickey Mouse treble that you won? Yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, come on, guys, um, we're going to need an answer. So, remember, you've got that buffer to play with as well. So, as long as the correct answer fits between the two, you've got five, five to right, play with. I say we go with ten, and it could be five more than that. I think you're right. <laughs> no, but it, I think it's at least just nine. Down. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I mean. I think it is. I think you're right. But we've got a buffer. Yeah, you've got a five-point so, buffer. Of it, you can use either higher or lower. So I think just a bit higher than ten. You think we've won that many more super cups in that time, though? It's only super cups. <laughs> if we go over, we are screwed. What do you think, Emma? I, I think it w- would be more than ten, but. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I would say I would say twelve. I thought we should drop twelve because then we've got down to seven, and it's at least seven. No, no, it only, we have to pick one way. The buffer, the buffer only goes one way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm pulling rank, Ross. <laughs> okay, so I'm the only person this score counts to get against Colin. I'm saying ten <laughs> over. There you go, Colin. Okay, right. so, <laughs> so you're going ten and over. So. If the answer is between 10 and 15 trophies, then you guys win. Yes. Okay, well, I can tell you, we'll go through the uh, tournaments in order. Uh, starting off with Champions League, you were completely correct. Uh, there was four. Uh, Manchester United have won it twice, uh, adding there Chelsea and Liverpool. Cup Winners' Cup, we've got two in there, Arsenal and Chelsea. Uh, UEFA Cup or Europa League, again, we've got two in there. That's Liverpool and Chelsea. And the Super Cup, um, we've got three in there. Uh, We've got Chelsea and we've got Liverpool twice. Total that up and it comes out with 11. Yay. So well done, guys. Congratulations to the Man on the Post team. Uh, You've won this week. Join us again, same time, same place, next week. And let's play ballers.
<laughs> you are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com? You can also follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post, and most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Okay, so with the Man on the Post teams winning this week's ballers, that brings an end to this week's podcast. I'd like to thank our guests. Uh, firstly, Ed. Uh, what is your Twitter handle and what do you provide what service do you provide on that Twitter account every bet matters and it's just basically uh, betting tips weekly daily and obviously uh, interact with people as well so it's more of a like a a talk sport thing at the same time Uh, Colin will love that then if it's talk sport based Mm. (laughs) okay thank you Uh, Emma uh, what is? Thank you for joining us today. And what is your Twitter handle yet again? Mwebs. And uh, are you very friendly on Twitter? You talk to people, don't you? You talk to Greg, I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> we have we share the same pain a lot of the time. <laughs> talk to him, aren't they? Yeah, someone has to. He's always rambling about something on there. <laughs> uh, Chris, what are your Twitter handles? Um, I'm Captain's Armband. That's um, C Armband. Uh, you have a private one as well. Do you want people to know that, or oh, that's, that's just—is that a secret? That's a madman's ranting. That, <laughs> so no one needs to follow that. Fair enough. Okay, we'll talk... I like to mix, I mix them all together. <laughs> <laughs> talk of a madman's rantings, Colin. What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Mine is uh, Cas seven zero seven. That's C A S seven zero seven. And if I could just say thank you to anybody out there who has voted for us in the football blogging awards. Um, we really have appreciated it. Um, the results will be coming out on Monday as to who's made the final um, for the best podcast category. Um, obviously, we don't know if we're in it or not, but uh, we'll find out soon enough. If we do make uh, it, but we get to go to Manchester, don't we, for a, basically a piss-up? We do. Cool. Um, so, yeah, just thank you again, and uh, we'll let, let you know as soon as possible, as soon as we know whether we're in there or not. Yeah, if we don't hear of anything about it, guess what happened? Adam, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, Adam SA101. Excellent. Thank you very much. And I am at RossBower1984, and you can talk to all of us as a collective on at Man on the Post. Um, if you want to leave us a lovely five star review, just give us five stars in the review, say whatever the hell you want. It really doesn't matter. The five stars is all that counts. Uh, the more of them we get, the better the ranking we get on iTunes. The more people will find us, and more people will listen to us, hopefully. So. Uh, until next week, it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. Goodbye from Ed. Bye. Goodbye from Emma. Bye. Goodbye from Chris. Bye. And goodbye from Adam. Bye. And until next week, always remember to have your man on the post. Has anybody got a good intro? Hi. Does anybody have a good intro for it? And I'm going to try and do a, a funny one. Um, do you? Well, I say funny, invert commas. Ah, <laughs> oh, burn on you, Colin. <laughs> do a monkey joke, Colin. No, oh. no. <laughs> I want to point out that my one at the beginning was a lot better than Ross's. Ah. Oh. Colin, what was yours? Yours was find it. What, my intro to Paulus last week? No.
I was one for the intro to this podcast. This is Man of the Post podcast, the podcast that isn't going to even mention the word monkey. It's in there now, I've said it, so I can uh, pick and choose when I come to edit this tomorrow. <laughs> Might just put both the, of them in. The, the only I, thing I... Because you said that with such little conviction, <laughs> I feel that it definitely isn't going to make the cut. <laughs> It'll be in the outtakes, don't worry. The only thing I came up with, and this was late last night... Of course, it was. And it was, there's a storm brewing in England. This is Hurricane Ballers. That's not even good. That's just terrible. <laughs> there's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> I'm just going to go with... It's Ballers. It's Ballers. <laughs> Imaginative. Yeah. It's Balls is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> So congratulations to the the man of the team. Uh, I've the been defeated. He <laughs> always says that. The so man. Join us again, same time, next place. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, just leave it as that. Well, just leave it as that. Oh, fuck off in the outro. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. That's don't, wrong. That, like, I literally wanted to end up with join us again after. No. Just fuck off. <laughs> and Chris, just to answer your point, I was being professional and getting on with the quiz, but we had a bit of trouble in, with the neighbours, so we weren't able to go and play in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> That was 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Couldn't behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on and go on and do an outro. <laughs>